0: Now uh, Let's turn to read that psalm we've just sung, psalm 67. God be merciful to us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we considered a few weeks ago the first petition of the Lord's Prayer when we Pray, hallowed be your name. We consider the fact that, according to the teaching of Scripture on this prayer, we are asking God to help us to praise and honor him, that his name may be praised and honored because of us. Praying for ourselves as the church and praying for the world, they go together. And this really stands out in this psalm that we're going to be considering for a few moments this evening. And uh actually, this psalm uh, shows the movement and the progression of our prayers uh this evening, as indicated also in your bulletin. May God be praised in all the earth. That's the cry, the prayer of this psalm. And uh, we want to consider how this concern uh, really begins... Uh, with the church. The beginning of this praise is inseparably joined to this prayer for the church that we hear in verse 1. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. This really is a prayer for God's grace in all its essential features in fact, you might notice that there is a close connection between the things that are prayed for here in this verse and uh, those different characteristics of the benediction that we often hear from Numbers 6. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you or be merciful. It's an assurance of God's blessing, the shining of his face, The manifestation of his favor and mercy and grace. Be merciful to us, we pray. We pray for God's pity. We pray for God's pardon of our sins. We pray that God would provide for us in our misery and our need. The Bible says that judgment begins with the house of God. And that means that repentance also must begin with the house of God. And in our prayers together, we must not presume that we pray from a superior position for others without the realization of our own need because of our sins, because of our weaknesses, and our dependence upon God's mercy. God, be merciful to us and bless us. Bestow the manifold gifts of your love upon us, causing us to taste, causing us to enjoy your favor yes we seek god's blessing we 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 seek the manifestation of his favor and that's what we ask when we pray cause your face to shine upon us that's beautiful language that the scripture often employs to communicate the riches of god's a smile upon us so to speak the light of his countenance the manifestation of his grace to us in a real and an experiential way. Assure us of your gracious presence. Shed your love abroad in our hearts. May the light of your favor shine upon us so that it might shine from us to others. You see the close connection between verse 1 and our prayer for ourselves, for the church, and the purpose then that follows in verse 2 that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Isaiah 60 shows the same kind of pattern. It begins with these words "Words to God's people, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And ultimately, that's a prophecy of the light of salvation being revealed to God's people. And of course, that is fulfilled in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ who is the light of the world, who is our only light. And only on that basis are we enabled in any measure to shine. Only on the basis of Christ's grace to us as the light of the world can we be a light to the world, reflecting his glory to us and upon us. The Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. It is the light to shine from us, or if it is to shine from us, it first must shine upon us. And if God's love is to made, be made known by the church, well, that love must first be known by the church. God displays his salvation through a saved and holy people. In Psalm 1, we hear this, this cry, or rather in Psalm 4, we hear this cry in uh, verse 6. There are many who say, who will show us any good? And we might hear that as the, the sneer of the skeptic. What good is there in the worship and service of God? We might hear this as the cry of those who see no power, no glory, In the Christian faith. And often that's the case. That's the case when the world or when the church conforms to the world or the church loses the light of God's favor and the church fails to practice repentance and prayer for God's grace and mercy. And the condition of the church leads the church, the world to sneer often because of the life of God's people. God is dishonored. But the answer to that uh, question there in Psalm 6, who will show us any good, is in the form of a prayer. Lift up the light of your countenance upon us. It's when God's grace and favor shines upon the church that her health is restored. And she is equipped and enabled then to shine in this dark world. May God be praised in all the earth. And the beginning of this praise is with the church, through God's grace to us. That's our prayer. And then from there, we seek the extension of praise to all the nations. We hear that in verses 3 and 4. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on the earth. Verse 4 speaks of God's judgment. He will judge the people and govern the nations. When we hear those words, we might think of God's rule of the world and perhaps God's uh, punishment of the wicked. And it is certainly the case that God's uh, rule over the nations, Christ is head over all things to the church, and God's judgment and punishment of the wicked, they do. Uh, bring praise to him. They honor his name. The Lord is known in the judgments that he executes. The psalmist also says. And this is a reason for praise and rejoicing for God's people, but it's not really uh, the point of these verses. And that's clear when you consider the fact that the nations are glad and they are rejoicing in this judgment. Calvin says it is impossible to praise God aright unless our minds are tranquil and cheerful, reconciled to God, and animated with hope of salvation and the peace of God. And so the joy that is here spoken of is the joy of people from every nation who are restored to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a great missionary psalm. It is a call for the manifestation of God's glory through the church so that nations also might come to know the glory of God's grace, and that they might come also then truly to praise Him for His gracious government and judgments. And so the judgment of God here is the rule of His grace. It's His righteous administration of grace among His people. As people from all nations learn of God's ways, and uh, they know His salvation, and his laws are observed, well then people then experience and then they show God's wisdom and God's goodness. And that means also then that God's government is displayed, especially in the church. The truth and the authority of the church's gospel proclamation displays God's glory. The order and spiritual beauty of her worship the simple purity of her sacraments, the faithfulness of her government, the righteousness of her discipline, the holiness of her members, according to God's law. This is the beauty of the Lord God upon us. And that's the beauty of the Lord revealed in the church. And then that leads us, thirdly, to consider the glorious outcome of this praise which we hear in verse 5 and 6. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. When God's saving grace is made known, blessings multiply. And verse 6 speaks of this in a most interesting way. And it's not a unique way. You hear something very similar in Psalm uh, 72 verse 16. This is a a great messianic psalm. It's a prophecy of the of the coming of Christ and of His gracious rule. And it says in verse 16, "There will be an abundance of grain in the earth on the top of the mountains. Its fruit shall wave like Lebanon, and those of this city shall flourish like grass of the earth." And that's a prophecy made in connection with the coming of the King who will rule in righteousness. Now, the point is not simply about material blessings. They often do flow out of the knowledge of salvation. God's grace indeed does transform our lives. But rather, the earth is restored to its proper use. That's what such language indicates. All things are yours in Christ, Paul says to the church. All things are ours to serve for our salvation and to be used. For the glory of God as he intended. And that means that all of life, including our eating and drinking, is then done to the glory of God. And what that means, brothers and sisters, is that God's blessing extends and it abounds as far as the curse is found more and more. God's glory shines in the harvest of fields. God's glory does shine in the raising of families for his praise god's glory shines in christian education in the building of houses in the tending of gardens in the preparing of food and of doing laundry all of life under his word is then crowned with his blessing and that means that the power and the glory of god's kingdom on earth is already present through the reign of the lord jesus christ imperfectly indeed partially in a way that the world may not recognize unless their eyes are open to the the fruit of God's blessing to his people and it's only manifested in a preparatory way the kingdom is present but it is yet to be revealed in its glory when Christ comes again and all things are made new in a new heavens and a new earth but it is already present Christ is building his church he is extending his kingdom and we pray confidently for that. And that has repercussions for his further glory. In fact, when we read uh, the last part of the psalm, we hear a certain affirmation, God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. The psalm that begins with a request and a prayer for God's blessing ends with the confident assurance that God indeed will bless us. And that the fear of God will continue to extend, God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. It's a psalm that comes first full circle, beginning with god's with prayer for God's mercy and grace upon his people, ending on an exultant note with the assurance of the extension of God's kingdom. Amen, good evening. I'd like to uh,
1: read with you psalm ninety seven As the Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, and let the multitude of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. A fire goes before him and burns his enemies round about. His lightnings light the world, the earth sees and trembles, and the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord, of the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Let all be put to shame, who serve carved images, who boast of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hands of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. I am going to uh, lead a prayer from the forms and prayers book, uh the prayer that's titled "The Day of Prayer," so very applicable today, O God of infinite wisdom, power, and goodness, We have assembled to pray to you, though we are fully persuaded that we are unworthy to enter into your presence. We are confident that you. Will certainly hear our prayers for the sake of Christ, our Lord, as He has promised in His Word. We acknowledge You as the Creator of all things, in heavens above, in the earth beneath, in the waters under the earth. We adore You for the grandeur and beauty of all Your works. We adore Your loving kindness in having made all the things in service to the needs and happiness of Your children. What is man that You are mindful of him, and the Son of Man that You care for him? You have given him dominion over the works of your hands, the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea. You have given to us for food every moving thing that lives, the green plant yielding seed, and every tree with seed in its fruit you have crowned it with steadfast love and mercy. We adore you for your gracious promises of old to sustain your precious saints by your providence. While the earth remains, seed time harvest, cold, heat, summer, winter, day and night shall not cease. You visit the earth and water it, you make springs gush forth in the valley and plow between the hills. You cause the grass to grow for livestock and plants for a man to cultivate, that he might bring forth food from the earth, wine to gladden his heart, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen his heart. You make the fields soft with showers. You bless their growth. The meadows are clothed with flocks. The valleys are decked with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. You crown the year with your bounty, O oh Lord. How manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. Our Father, we also confess that your providence is in all circumstances, not only in riches of your bounty and compassion, but also in your righteous judgment. You open your hand, and we are filled with good. You hide your face, and we are troubled. But we know, O oh God, that that, your, that in your wrath you remember mercy, and we acknowledge your long suffering and your loving kindness. Give us grace to believe that whom the Lord loves he chastens, and make us ever ready to offer you, offer to you in spirit and in truth the prayer of the holy prophet. Through the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines. The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flocks be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet we will rejoice in the Lord, and we will joy in the God of our salvation for we are sure that neither death nor life angels rulers nor anything present nor things to come nor powers heights nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord o gracious god we give you thanks that despite our many transgressions of your holy laws you have constantly done good to us for the sake of christ your son you've given us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness these things have been Among the witnesses of your great goodness and for those who believe assurances that you are living, that you are a living God. Teach us to believe with a strong faith that you are God of all the seasons, that you cause the earth to bring forth and it obeys, obeys you. Accept our thanksgiving for all your blessings. Fill our hearts with humility and love, with gratitude and trust. Gracious God, continue your loving kindness to us and assist us to show forth the fruits of grace in a sincere obedience to your will, through whom all blessings flow, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our scripture reading is from 1 Chronicles
2: 29, verses 10-13. through Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty, For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over it. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. Your hand is power and might. Your hand is in it to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, O God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Let's come now for the throne throne of god in prayer lord and heavenly father you are all wise and full of knowledge you know all things you know how the grass grows and and how it is fed with sun and rain you have designed the grass the flowers the trees to give us a picture of your beauty you know every drop of water in all of the vast oceans in the depths of the ocean you give life in places where we cannot reach. In dark places where there is no light, you feed the giant whales of the ocean the tiny fish that are counted in the millions. You establish the borders of the waters, and you determine where the land begins. You know the needs of the animals, and, and they multiply over the earth according to your design. You give the birds direction in the seasons as they migrate all over the world according to their species. As we consider the changing of the weather, you command position of the moon, the winds on, on the water, the heat of the sun, the height of the mountains, and the cold from the Arctic, to produce rain or heat, to give life to all. Lord, we are a sinful people who are blinded to the revelation that you have placed right in front of us in your creation. We have forgotten who we are as created by you and designed in your image. We have forgotten that our bodies are our temples for you, and we have used them to worship ourselves. We are blinded by the deceitful pleasures of this world and indulge in stimulating our minds with useless information that attempts to entertain us. We have taken the gifts that you have given us in the good times and we have called them our own. We hold our heads high and tell others of the work and accomplishments that we have done. Our wicked pride takes its ease as the bank account grows to a comfortable number. In the difficult times, we have worries and anxieties. We become bitter towards you and count our sufferings as undeserved and unjust. We focus on the gifts that we deserve and point out what others don't deserve. We look at money and we look at it as it is the solution to all of our problems. We have taken your gifts and we have created idols for ourselves. We have taken your gifts for granted. Lord, when we only stop to count the blessings that we have, we are overwhelmed with thanksgiving. We thank you for the basic needs that we have, food, water, shelter, safety, clothing, and rest. We consider these things, we we realize that we have all these, and we have them in in, in abundance. We thank you for the good food that we have, and the accessibility of food in our stores, the variety of foods, and the diversity of flavors that you have given to all of the world. We thank you for the homes that we live in that protect us from the mighty elements of the winters. We thank you for the for our furnaces, the insulation in our walls, the plumbing, the electrical that gives us great convenience, a place where our family can come together, homes that we can sleep in comfort and peace. We thank you for the transportation that we have, the cars that we drive with much technology that offers comfort and safety as we travel. You give us not only what we need, but more. You give us extra. By this, we see your love for us, we have not, you have not spared anything from us, Lord, and we thank you for the relationship that you have with us, for the price that you paid for us, for redeeming us, for making us right in your eyes by looking at the death of your son, Jesus Christ, for the remission of our sins. Lord, give us a proper attitude when it comes to wages that you give us. Everything we have, you have given to us, and so we depend on you for every sin that we seek to earn. In this season of spring, Lord, we ask that you provide the farmers a blessing on their crops, provide the seed and the weather to plant, provide the rain to soak the dirt, provide the heat of the sun to germinate the seed, allow the plant to grow tall, protect the plant from pest and killing insect, protect it from strong winds, successfully pollinate the flower, instruct it to bear fruit abundantly, and ripen its fruit accordingly. We ask for a blessing on the work of those who serve others, protect those who put their lives on the line for others as they serve and protect. Protect them as they are when they are called to take arms and fight evil, or run into a fire, fire to save helpless. Give strength to the to the healthcare professionals as they save lives in our hospitals or rush to the needy in distress. Give them the energy to provide their work, their saving work. When their shift is long and work is hard, give them rest and quiet their souls as they often witness death in sad situations. Bless our teachers as they work with children. Give them the patience and the wisdom to instruct them in all all subjects with a biblical worldview on all things. Give them the opportunities to give the gospel to the children with boldness. Lord, we ask that you guide and protect the many women in their role and work as mother and teacher of their children. May they reach the hearts of their children that they may be converted. May they be to their children a good example of what a servant of God is. Bless them as they manage their household, as they clean, cook, and provide for their families all that they need. Father, bless those those of us who work in the office, if it be programmers or government workers, managers or designers. Give them the the ability to work hard for your glory, and to be a witness to those who they work with. Give work and safety to those in the construction sector. We know that the industry seems to, in this industry, it seems to be the first to feel the downturn of the economy, and that in this way, they they may rely on you for the strength of the industry to, to provide work for them. Give them safety as they work with their hands, and safety as they work with tools that they use. Cause them to shine as lights, Uh, by their Christian character as they talk and act differently than the others in the same field who are unbelievers. Be with those of us who are in the sales or trade business. They too rely on the strength of the economy. Give them the market to do their business and create relationships with many. May they be a witness to the love of Christ through their honest trade deals. Lord, we think of those in the transport business, driving trucks with cargo, Or transporting people by bus or car. We know the dangers of the road and we know the time that they spend on the road. Guide them with your hand and protect them. Give them safety. Lord, we ask that you provide for us all that we need. As you have given us, as you have given a nest for the birds and feed them throughout the winter, so too, give us food, water, shelter, and rest in you. Provide for the unemployed. Provide for those who are looking for a job. Provide financial support as they look for a job. Give them patience as they've been, if they've been waiting for a long time. Give them the opportunity to serve you by working as they desire. Be with those who cannot work due to sickness or disability. Provide for them financially. Give them healing and rest. Restore them. Father in heaven, we pray all this with confidence that through Jesus, you hear our prayer.
3: The scripture reading is from 146, Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs. He returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Almighty Sovereign God, our God, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, we call on you again for your mercy to us as a people and a nation. You have called us to submit to the rule of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the King, the Supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. We thank you for allowing us to call upon you in our times of need as a nation. Thank you, Lord, for your bountiful blessings. We are grateful and we praise your name, for you are clothed in majesty and armed with strength. You, O Lord, have established the world, and it cannot be shaken. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting to everlasting. You have all wisdom and power. You control the course of world events, removing kings and setting up other kings. You give wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. You reveal deep and mysterious things, and only you know what lies hidden in darkness, though you are surrounded by light. Heavenly Father, in obedience to your word, We now make intercession on behalf of those who are in positions of authority in our cities, provinces, and nation, so that we may lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. We pray for our Prime Minister and Premiers, and all our other national and provincial leaders. We pray for our Mayor, our City Council members, and all other local leaders. We desire that all our leaders would be saved and come to the knowledge of truth, the mighty work of your Holy Spirit. We ask that our political leaders would seek your kingdom above all else, live righteously and receive from you everything they need to lead our nation, provinces and cities. That you would humble our political leaders to make decisions inspired and directed by the Holy Spirit. We pray that you would fill all those in authority over us with wisdom, understanding, discernment and knowledge. Give them favor. Give them faith in Jesus Christ as Lord over heaven and earth. Draw them to you and cause them to know the full and fulfill your purposes for the advance of your kingdom here on earth. Give them good and godly counsel by way of your mighty spirit through those whom you, for to those whom they would seek counsel. Merciful God, forgive our leaders, forgive their sins, forgive them for their many decisions and policies which have been made over the years that are contrary to your will. Those that have created untold hardships on those subjected to them we think of the many social issues which have increased because of policies based on greed or injustice and selfish ambitions we pray that you will forgive them for their pride and arrogance which has led them into partiality and lying as well as into all other acts of sinfulness We thank you heavenly father that we are still able to worship you as a community and sing your praises freely and we ask that you will forgive our nation for those Policies which have led to an inc- and an increase in abortions by those caught in a culture of hedonism, as well as for those who lack respect for life to those who are aged, dying, or experiencing depression. We ask for a political will to restrain pornography and violence, drugs, alcohol, gambling, and poverty. And now, O Lord, with a nation reeling with confusion of gender identity, which rebels against your created order, preserve us, O Lord, from the wrath to come. Help us to see our way more clearly, to demonstrate love to our neighbors by being fruitful and useful citizens, remembering to pray for our leaders, working to establish your truth in the public square by the means of yet, by the means yet made available to us. We may also have the courage to resist them when our consciences, guided by your word, demands it. You've called us to be a salt and a light in this world, and as your people, may we be used as a restraint against evil in our society we thank you for the work of those christians and organizations which strive to make a meaningful impact in the governing of our nation will you bless them for a nation is blessed whose god is the lord The world belongs to you O oh god and we thank you for the promises you made to abraham and sarah and their children calling them to walk faithfully before you and blessing the nations through them reconciling the world to yourself through our Lord Jesus Christ. And though we will hear of wars and rumors of wars, or severe changes to our climate, or the rapid depletion of necessary resources, we will confess that you have us in your hand, and in you we will trust. For the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein, for you have founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. We long for the time when sin will be no more, when the curses ended, eyes opened and mouths stopped, a day of judgment and a day of wonder. O Lord, hasten the day when our face shall be sight and sin will be no more. For Jesus' sake, amen. We'll be reading
4: from 1 Peter 4, verses 1 to 11. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking, parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling as each one has received a gift, minister to it to one another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's come before the Lord of glory in prayer. Dear merciful and heavenly Father, we come before your almighty throne of grace, thankful for the rich blessing that you have bestowed upon us as a congregation again through this past year. We thank you not only for the rich abundance of material blessings that you have given us in being able to provide for the budgetary needs of this congregation, but also the rich measure of care that we are able to show towards one another as members through the collection and use of the benevolence offering throughout the year. Seeking to come alongside one another, to bear one another's burdens as you have called us together as your covenant people. We pray for those members among us who are struggling with a variety of health concerns, those who are shut in and unable to join us for worship. We pray that you bless them through the means available to them. We pray also that you so work in our hearts by the power of your Spirit to reach out to those members unable to come and to seek to comfort them and visit with them. May they truly feel the communion of the saints that you help us to remember them, not only in thought and in prayer, but also in deed. Lord, we continue to pray for the members who are struggling with ongoing health complications, known and unknown, and ask that they might receive treatment that will be helpful to them. We ask that you use us as your instruments, that we may might be bearers of your love and grace to them, both in word and action, that we might truly live as those called by your grace to a unity of the faith. We thank and praise you for the care that we are able to receive from doctors and health care where we live. We recognize these things not only as good gifts from your hand, but also as how you in your providence continue to uphold your creation and to care to your provide care to your covenant people. We ask that you bless those among us who are expecting children within the coming months. Uphold these young children and their mothers that they might have healthy pregnancies. We thank you, Father, for the wonderful blessing that it is to be able to have children. We ask for your continued grace as a congregation that we might seek to aid these expecting parents as needs or opportunities arise. We praise you for the opportunities that we have in this country to send our children to Christian schools. Lord, we thank you for your care and provision of these things and the desire that you have placed within our hearts, not only as parents to seek godly education for our children, but also given us opportunities as the church to support these institutions that you have given us by your grace almighty God we recognize your calling upon us not only to look towards our own needs but also to those of the church universal we thank you for the many organizations that we have the privilege to support we praise you that in your mercy and grace you continue to call men to ministry and that we have schools that seek to train these men to be faithful under shepherds of your word and that we in some small way may take part in this through our giving and, more importantly, through our prayers. That we are able to partake of these opportunities is truly a sign of your grace to us. We pray for the continued faithfulness of these institutions. Lord, we thank you also for the calling of those of your flock to the mission field as well, and that we have not only the responsibility, but also the privilege to help support those whom you have called to this great work. We see that you use many people in many ways to accomplish this task. We ask that you continue to use our gifts, to these causes for your glory and the constant upbuilding of your church throughout the world, that we might see more and more your kingdom come as you gather the nations to yourself. Merciful God and Father, we acknowledge that in your kingdom, each member supplies what is lacking in the other, so that your name may be, may be exalted and your people drawn together with ever stronger cords of love and affection, equip us to stir up one another to such love and good deeds. And since we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth, help us to assist our brothers and sisters in such a way that we may look to these offerings and services as tokens of your covenant faithfulness. May we give you everlasting thanks in this age, until that age when our trials will end and we will enter the everlasting rest that you have prepared for us from the foundation of the world. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.